Reflecting on Reflection with Mara Brenner. This podcast is funded by Federal Part C of IDEA funds as part of the American Rescue Plan Act. Okay, um, in our last conversation, uh, we talked about the structure of reflective supervision and um, a little bit of what the experience is like for the supervisee and the need for uh, the development of trust in the relationship. Um, you know, some, some people have a misconception about reflective supervision and kind of think of it like, like therapy or like counseling. Um, I know it's not that, but can you, can you explain how it is it's not that? Sure. Uh, I often feel like reflective supervision feels therapeutic, right? And so there is something in the fact that somebody's listening to you and that you're experiencing being seen and heard and valued. And somebody is showing interest in uh, your process by asking questions that feels therapeutic and feels good. But the difference between mm -hmm. reflective supervision and therapy is that we are not in reflective supervision going back and unpacking family of origin issues uh, in a deep way. We may mm -hmm. refer back to family of origin. And what I mean by that is that our, our you know, we're impacted by our upbringing. And so um, we might go back to that, but what's different in reflective supervision is that our focus is on the work. Mm. And so if somebody were to say, you know, well, this family, this father and this family reminds me so much of my father and my father was an alcoholic, I'm not gonna go to, uh, so tell me the story of your father and his alcoholism. Right. I'm going to say, so what would be helpful for you to be able to stay in relationship with this family, yes. given that this is happening? Mm -hmm. And so I often will say to supervisors who I'm helping in this process that our goal is to always bring it back to the work. So uh, this is what's going on in my personal life. It's like, uh, so given that that is happening in your personal life, how does this impact your ability to get your paperwork in on time? Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said earlier in, in an earlier discussion, we bring who we are to the work and we have to take time to look at it, but not in a like uh, counseling therapeutic. Let's delve deeper in that. How does that how is that impacting the work? Yes. And there there are times uh, and you may have experienced this, too, in doing supervision with people that their personal stuff gets impacted in such a way that they cannot see clearly right mm -hmm. uh there you know we've all experienced some form of trauma in our life and some is more significant than others and it's uh clouding our way of thinking mm -hmm. our ability to do the work and so uh, i might say in that situation if something seemed beyond my skill and scope as a reflective supervisor i might say things like do you have anybody to, in your personal life to talk to about that? Mm -hmm. What right. would it be like for you to pursue a uh, therapy for that particular issue? Right. Right. So in the naming of that, I'm saying this is beyond my skill and scope. I am not your therapist. And yeah. I'm offering a resource of a way to attend to that. I'm not saying that issue is not important and I can't talk about it. I'm saying that's really important. Do you have somebody who can help you with that? Right. So you'd never just kind of leave somebody hanging like, hey, figure that out on your own. Uh, re redirecting 
um, and, and bringing it back to what is this about? It, what is reflective supervision about? Yes, yes. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I, I, you know, I've, I've learned over the years that it, it gets easier. It's not easy it, the first uh, gazillion times, right? Because somebody mm -hmm. is bringing something really personal to you. Yeah. And we feel like we should, and I put should in quotation marks, um, pay attention to them. We should listen to their story, yeah. right? And so this is a supervisory skill of how do I listen to the story? This goes right goes back to one of our first conversations about being mindful in the moment, watching my thoughts. And it's like, I'm listening to what they're saying. Uh, is this uh, in my skill and scope? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do with this? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I bring this back to the work? Right. right? And that, that is a skill. And, and it's one of the things I want to sort of highlight, Joe, that yeah. in doing reflective supervision, it's a skill that builds over years and years and years and years. Right. And so it takes time. And the reason, uh, and what I want people to get is that it's, you're going to fumble, right? Mm -hmm. It is not always easy to figure out what to do and what to say. And right. so I want supervisors to be patient and kind with themselves in the process. And that we often know we've overstepped a boundary by overstepping a boundary. Mm -hmm. And so there might be a time that we're in a conversation with somebody. And after that conversation, we're like, wow, I feel like that was just therapy, right? That, that was beyond what yeah. I feel like my role is, which helps us be able to come back the next time and have a different boundary. So as supervisors, we also need to rec reflect on what we're doing in reflective supervision. Yes. Um, which is, again, why I, again, the parallel process, I think reflective supervisors need to have reflective supervision. I would agree with you. Yes. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sticking with the parallel process for a moment, uh, in the same way that the supervisor tries to redirect the conversation back to the work, if somebody's going into a lot of personal stuff, what's the parallel process with a home visitor, maybe working with a parent, um, that the discussion uh, tends to drift away from the baby? Yeah. So whether it's a, a service provider, a therapist, and you're in the home and people are, um, people have a lot on their plates and they want to be heard. We just want to be heard. Right. And so mm -hmm. uh, it is not, not uncommon that families will start telling us a lot of information that is uh, either feels too much or is not what we're there for. And so, mm -hmm. so I might say the same thing. We do this in infant mental health. We often say, you know, where is the baby? And so I might say something like, wow, there's a lot going on. How is all of this impacting the baby? Mm. How mm -hmm. is all of this impacting your relationship with the baby? How is all of this impact, right? I'm keeping yeah. it with the work, right? Mm -hmm. And the work being the baby. Right. And, the, and the thing I, I want to say about people telling their stories and people talking about stuff is that that is very human. Mm -hmm. And I really want, uh, I, I want people, families to feel cared for by us. Yeah. And I want them to feel held and I want them to feel seen. And unless your job going into a family's house as a social worker or a therapist, a psychotherapist, uh, we have parameters in our roles. Right. And so I might do the same thing I just said with a supervisee, which is, wow, it sounds like there's a lot going on. Do you have access to, uh, 
um, a therapist or a friend that you can talk to about this, right? right? Like right. I would do the same kind of acknowledgement, validation uh, resource, right? right? Um, and so it, it really isn't that different. And I certainly mm-hmm. know when I've done some training for supervisors, reflective supervisors, they say, oh, this is exactly the same process we use when we work with families. And so yeah. oh. when you become aware of that, it's, it, it isn't that much different. Right. 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 And, um, and, and there's a certain, you know, having someone to listen to you, or, or sometimes we talk about holding in space so that someone can talk, um, is, is, is kind of an invitation to talk. And then as, as a service provider, it's also over time learning. And when is that, when should I pivot and bring it back to the work so that the other person doesn't feel like I'm just shutting them down. Right, right. One of the things I've learned over time, and I, I certainly know people who use different approaches to, to the work do this, is uh, I'm cautious about the, question for the questions I ask. Mm-hmm. I, I seldom walk into a home and say, how are you anymore? Mm-hmm. I might say, uh, how has the baby been since the last time I was here? Yes. Uh, what's happened uh, as a mom since the last time I was here? Mm-hmm. Right. I am asking specific questions about the work. Right. And, and that often helps steer the boundary of the conversation. It doesn't keep people from talking about their other things, but right. I'm just more careful about what I ask. If I say, how are you? I might get a bigger answer than uh, how has it been to be a mother this last week? Yes, because the question you're asking is still open ended, but it's a little bit more narrowed then wide open. Yeah. 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 And as a supervisor, I might do the same thing instead of saying, how are you doing? Which I actually still tend to do, but you might ask, so how has it been to be a DS this last week? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, how has it been yeah. in, right. in your work this week? Right. And, and again, we're providing structure to what our conversation is going to be. Right. Yeah. And this is the knowledge that the supervisor brings or the home visitor brings to the work in asking questions. The questions you choose to answer are based on your knowledge and your experience. And so it's not like we don't have any answers. Actually, our answers often drive our questions or or Mm -hmm. our knowledge does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing I'm thinking back to how do we you know, start the conversation or ask questions. I might even start a conversation with what we talked about last time, mm-hmm. right? Last time I saw you, you know, we were dealing with some issues uh, around sleep. How has that been since I was here last? Right. Right. In supervision, I might say, um, last time we were together, we were really putting our heads together uh, to figure out how to be of support to this family. How has that been going since the last time we met? Yeah, Victor Bernstein would call that connecting the beads of the work, stringing yeah. it together. One session it doesn't it connects to the next, and helping present that yes. to the families to see this as a continuum and not individual sessions uh, apart from the other sessions. Yes, yeah. same as supervision, right? Mm-hmm. Is this is a? I remember that we talked about this last time, uh, yeah. and and. And sometimes as supervisors, we actually know the resolution to this because we've been talking to our staff all week. And so it might not be appropriate to ask, but if you haven't, you could say, well, how, how did it go? Right. This was the last thing we talked about. I mean, usually in reflective supervision, as I mentioned in previous 
a previous session, the agenda is led by the supervisee, right? Mm -hmm. they, they come yeah. in with their own, uh, um, what they want to talk about. And so it's not our agenda. And so me saying, how did it go with that family kind of is setting an agenda. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as we know that and own that, I think mm -hmm. that's okay, right? <clears throat> right. Yeah. Before we get to what's on your mind, would it be okay to follow up with what we talked about last time? Yeah. I'm curious how that ended, right? But, and listen to how you just said that. You asked if it's okay. You asked for permission. So mm. you're still putting the power in their court to say, you know what? That, that was fine. I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. Right. And, and, and how trust enables that person to feel comfortable enough to do that with their supervisor. It comes back to the how. Right. We talk about this a lot in the work. How we do something is more important than what we do. Yeah. yeah. And so how we ask a question uh, either helps somebody feel safe or it makes can help them to feel defensive. Now, we are not responsible for the other person's feelings and how we do it can make that better or worse. Yeah, I think this is leading us into an important piece of the discussion when we think about uh, reflective supervision, but also being the administrator and that administrative part of our work. So sometimes we talk about reflective supervision and administrative supervision. Uh, can you expand on that and, and, and maybe talk a little bit about that? Sure. So how I think about administrative supervision is it's very task oriented. And and so it is, you know, here are the number of families you're working with, here are the deadlines, uh, programmatic things, job description things, you know, here's the information that needs to have um, be put in the, uh, in your paperwork, this is when things are due. That's very administrative. Mm -hmm. And in reflective supervision, we are less focused on the tasks and job responsibilities and more focused on the service providers um, uh, uh, feelings and actions in their work. Mm, okay. Okay. So uh, I'm required to do paperwork or I'm re required to put uh, information in databases or whatever uh, requirements there may be. I may say, you know, it's really hard for me to get my data in on time. I really struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So right. I'm ref reflecting on a piece of my work, right? right? Th this particular family is really hard for me to um, uh, see clearly. Mm -hmm. Where administrative would be, okay, I've got a new family. Okay, here's the paperwork. Here's the intake. Okay, next week we've got a training next week, right? It's very task-oriented. Right. What about... Um... Yeah. What about that evaluative piece of being an administrator? Uh, a, for some administrative supervisors, there is a piece of uh, this is your job, you need to do it and you're not doing it well, right? Mm, okay. It's very, you know, this is your job description and you're missing these pieces of your job. Um, and, um, you know, administ the administrative lens hires and fires people. Um, right. And a reflective supervisor's gathering of information is not to gather ammunition to fire somebody. Right. It is actually to gather information to help that person be successful at their job. Exactly. Yeah. 
And it, and it puts that that supervisor though in a in a position like you almost have to be of two minds because you you're going to do a performance evaluation on this person perhaps. Um, <laughs> so um, what I hear you saying is there there's a certain separateness to it. Like when you're doing reflexive supervision, that's what you're not that's what you're doing. You're not gathering information uh, to uh, to you know jump on somebody about their work. Um, so it sounds, tr it's tricky. It's tricky yes. balancing yes. the two. Yes. Now there's some people who uh, are, uh, wear two different hats, right? They have a, once a month, they have an administrative meeting where they go over tasks and job performance and programmatic needs. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it's very directive. And once a month, they have a reflective supervision session where it's very um, focused on what the staff needs to be able to be successful in their job. Right. And there are some people who can combine the two. Uh -huh. And um, it can be challenging. And I think because I am who I am, I think the two can be combined in a very effective way. Mm -hmm. Because when I think of doing administrative things, I would still want to have a reflective lens. Right. Right. And so uh, you've been late the last three days uh, is an administrative content, concept, statement, right. I may say, are you okay? Is everything all right after that? Yeah. That's a reflective yeah. question versus sure. you've been late three times. Uh, if you're late again, I need to write you up. That's right. very, you know, concrete administrative. So you don't have to be a Jekyll and Hyde about this. In my reflective so. supervision time, I'm listening, I'm there. And then administrative, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I turn into another person. No, you can you can use those same skills in, yes. in going after an administrative um, task. And it's actually, you know, this is me and my ideal world. It's how I would want managers and leaders to be, is to yes. be reflective all the time. Right. That it, it becomes who we are as leaders mm -hmm. so that whether we are talking about how do I respond to this family or um, how do I attend to a job performance issue, I would want it to be coming from a place of compassion and reflection. Yeah. I, you know what? Uh, I wonder if we can also talk about, well, so what happens when you have an employee that you're doing reflective supervision with and there are performance issues? I think you're, yeah. you're starting to go that way. Can you talk more about that? Sure. I might, if there's a performance issue, I might want to have an administrative meeting, right? I might want to call it an administrative meeting because mm -hmm. I have some concerns about the work. And if I have concerns about the work, I don't want to bring that into, quote unquote, my reflective supervision session because the reflective supervision session is their agenda, not mine. Right. And I've got an agenda. So I might say, we need, can we meet? There's some things that I want to go over. And in that meeting, I might say, um, you know, you've been here for three, three years and you have this strength, this strength, this strength, and this strength. And there's some areas of your job that I have some concerns about, mm -hmm. which is this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that that has been uh, a struggle for you? Mm-hmm. And if right. they're like, you know, uh, this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why, I might say, I, I hear you. There's a lot of reasons why that would be hard, right? Mm -hmm. And this is part of what's required in the job. Mm -hmm. Is there a way we can figure out how to help you be more successful with that? 
Perfect. Yeah. Right? Partnering with it. Now, another thing I've said to many supervisors is that some people uh, are not meant to stay in the roles, right? Not everybody is made for the work. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, every supervisor has their line, but at some point we may be thinking about having these reflective conversations as a way of counseling somebody out of their job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it may be something like, you know, this is the third time we've had this conversation. We tried this, we tried this, we tried this. Does this job feel like a good match for you, given mm. your skills? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's if you want to ask the other person. I'm also a fan of supervisors owning that and saying something like, I have some concerns about whether this is a good match for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what a nice way to put it rather than, I don't think you can do the job, which right. is a, more evaluative. It's right. more that curious, um, let's think about this together approach. Because I want supervisors to think about their job as helping your staff be successful. Right. And so I want you as a supervisor to think about what does this person need to be able to be successful? Most people, supervisors are helpers and givers and, yeah. and problem solvers. It's usually the case that supervisors go too far in the helping of staff mm -hmm. and that it's nine months, a year, two years, and they still have a staff that has the same issue and it's not getting any better. Right. And from an administrative lens, I might say this is not a good match for them. Right. And so Everybody needs to find their line of right. when they draw it. Um, right. But until then, our job is to help them be successful. And so does that answer the question of how you might combine the two? I think so. And, and it's it's the, the remembering that you never lose those responsibilities of the the administrative part of the work. Uh, it's just looking at it in a different way. Uh, but we still need to hold people responsible for their work. We don't give that yes. up by doing reflective supervision. Exactly. And, reflective and on, supervision helps them be successful at their job. Yeah. And administrative supervision from a reflection lens helps us get clear if this is a good match for them. Yes. And on that note, uh, we will uh, we will end this conversation. Thank you, Mara. Thank you, Joe. Okay.